Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. Now you listen to me. I'll only say once. We are not sick men. You have found it. This is You Have Offended This Podcast. We are the biggest, the baddest, and the best martial arts movie podcast kicking around these parts of the internet. My name is Mike McCarran, and with me, as always, is a man who mourned the death of his master by jumping into his open grave, Chad Lindsay. How are you, buddy? Yes. Hey, man, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing awesome, dude. I'm excited for this one. I'm really excited for this one because I really enjoyed this, and you know, as teenagers, we've said on multiple podcasts that owning that VHS Golden Harvest collection, yeah, um, you know, was a big thing. So a lot of these films got quite a bit of play when I was a teenager and in my early 20s. And uh, it's fun to go back. This was one of the ones that it's actually a really, really good film. It's more of like that historical film. There's a little martial arts at the beginning and then kind of the showdown at the end. The second act doesn't have a whole lot of like asses being kicked swiftly. You know, it just kind of steps back yeah. a bit. Yeah. And uh, so it was it was out of the collection. It wasn't my favorite, which would have been Way of the Dragon. Yes. Yeah. But I found myself putting this on often and kind of buzzing through fast forwarding to get to the to the action parts but re-watching it as an adult an old man uh there's a lot of things that i really appreciated about this film on my most recent viewing yeah me too this was out of the i guess the, in that box set there was fists of fury and then this one chinese connection and then there was game of death and Way of the Dragon. And Way yeah. of the Dragon. And then they always had that little, like, The Legend of Bruce Lee or, like, some little documentary bullshit thing that just was a compilation of the other ones. I I, I watched Way of the Dragon by far the most. Yeah, and then I did the, as well. The other, the, the two, this one and Fist of Fury, I would go back and forth with. And Game of Death was very, very randomly put in, if ever. It, I don't well, even... You'd put, you'd we put Game of Death in and you'd, you'd just fast forward, like... 80 minutes and then just kind of watch the watch the pagoda fight watch the pagoda fight yeah um, unless you wanted to laugh your ass off at how stupid yeah it or you'd put your friend would come over and you say hey look at this cardboard head yeah literally a cardboard head like yeah so uh, <laughs> this was done well and i and i will say that on my rewatch one thing that i didn't necessarily recognize when i was a kid is the the lighting and the shots the shot selection in this is really good like it's, yeah, it's really great. good like i i actually watched through all of the the di- like as a kid i would just like kind of okay time to fast forward till chen starts yep. driving those little kung fu slippers up somebody's fucking age right <laughs> so i kind of buzz it forward and be like oh there's someone getting their asses beat but actually some of the shots uh little dutch angles here and there the lighting was really good and i will say that the like, this is all done on sets, is it not? The mass majority is the sets, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, and, and really well done sets. Like, uh, I, uh, I had a lot of fun watching it, and th- this time uh, watched it for, you know, the entirety of the film, not just foot to face or foot to ass. Yeah, I, I actually want to take a minute to clear up something that was confusing to me for the longest ass time, because 
Fist of Fury and Fists of Fury are interchangeably called this movie or uh, The Big Boss. So yeah. what what happens or what happened, just to clear everything up because I, this confused me for fucking ever. So to sort it out for everybody, in 1971, Bruce Lee and Lo Wei released his movie called The Big Boss. And that was in Hong Kong. And when they released it in America, it was supposed to be called The Chinese Connection because they were trying to capitalize on the tie-in with the Gene Hackman movie, The French Connection. But it got mistakenly called, for its U.S. release, Fists of Fury. So that's what that's known as. The first movie in 1971 where he works in the Ice House is Fists of Fury, a.k.a. The Big Boss. So now, this movie comes out in 1972... This movie was supposed to be called Fist, singular, Fist of Fury. But because they now didn't want to have confusion with the U.S. release, with what they had already called Fists of Fury for the big boss, they titled this movie The Chinese Connection, thus making the connection with the Gene Hackman movie. So, the first movie in 71 is The Big Boss, a.k.a. Fists of Fury. This movie was supposed to be Fist of Fury, but it is called The Chinese Connection. I mean, the bit the Bruce Lee fans know this. The Bruce, the Bruce Lee, Lee fans, fans know, but just no, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's that's confusing that's, as fuck, though. <laughs> it, it, well, I mean, you know, when you're a kid, it's just like uh, this is a scene like you're watching like a documentary when you were like a teenager, and they're like, "This is a scene from The Big Boss," and I'm like, "The Big Boss? I never heard of that movie. Wait, that's Fists of Fury." So, uh, yeah, there it it's just basically the. The U.S. release versus the Hong Kong release, but it's the yeah. second. It's the second big Bruce Lee movie, so it is. You know, that's it. That's it's it's the second one. <laughs> the second um, one. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we'll just call this number two. Number two. Yeah. So we'll roll into this. Um, before we get into it, we always want to thank our patrons. Thank you so much for contributing to this and uh, paying for the content that you want to hear on the internet. That is awesome. If you would like to support us, you can go to www.patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. That'll put you in line with us to help us keep creating this content. If you like it, there's five different levels of support there starting at just five bucks a month. So give what you can. We would love to have your support and come inside the dojo. That'll give you access to the entire podcast on Sunday, a day ahead of everybody else who gets it broken up Monday to Friday in these little 15 or 20 minute segments. So try and do that. If you don't want that recurring payment, you can go to our home base on the internet, which is offendedpodcast.com. Go there. You can buy a piece of merch from us. That would be great. You can support the podcast that way. And uh, we'll also be able to kind of keep the lights on over here with that. You can also follow us on our social media. That's a big help. On Twitter, we are at YHOTP. If you look on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or TikTok, we are uh, You Have Offended This Podcast. So look us up there. You'll get little tips on what's coming up next and what's coming up in upcoming seasons. And you can interact with us there and let us know what shows you like, what movies you like, actors, actresses, anything like that. We would absolutely love to hear from you. So this movie starts off with Bruce Lee's character of Chen Zhen showing up back to his uh, school where his master has died. He's showing up in his white suit for the funeral for his master. He is heartbroken. This story, for those who don't know again, this story is about the same Kung Fu master that we talked about in the movie uh, Fearless with Jet Li, where Jet Li actually plays the master in this movie, the Huo Huo Wanjan or whatever his name is. So 
that movie covers the same story. It's just that Jet Li's movie, Fearless, covers uh, the master here's life and his poisoning death. This movie takes it from the point of the master's death into his student Chen's uh, discovery of what happened and his retribution and taking action for his uh, the actions of the people who killed his master. Same story. Let's, and let's take a second to uh, compliment uh, Bruce Lee's acting. Like, he's... He's legitimately a good actor. We've said that a lot about some of the some of the top martial arts action stars are also really really good actors. Like their facial expressions, uh, how they can convey multiple emotions with a look. And Bruce Lee is great. There's yeah. a couple of times in the film where he kind of sells it a little too much, more like, like oh, overdoes yeah, like it a bit. Yeah. Like he's in a stage play and he's being a little bit bigger so the people in the back can see him. But uh, yeah. Man, he's he's a great actor. I I love watching him anytime he's on the screen, and uh, he it's, yeah. it's a great little opening where he shows up at the funeral. I like how the the director has everyone you know set up in dark clothing, and he's in stark white. Comes flying yep. in the funeral, teacher dives on the friggin' cop and starts, drops the umbrella. Yeah, man, yeah. it's 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 done really well. Like it's it's awesome. Yeah, you forget sometimes. If, if you're a Bruce Lee fan or a martial arts fan, you know his five sort of canonical movies of the four box set that we talked about, plus Enter the Dragon. But you forget that, like, he was a child actor. Yeah. Like, his dad was in movies. Like, he was in a ton of movies as a little kid and grew up in this sort of theater and acting mode where this is his life, man. Like, this was his whole life. It wasn't just five movies. Yes. It was a ton of movies. And he really learned his craft early on. And yes, it is for stage. And yes, he does go over from time to time. But I mean, also, like you said earlier, they're they're on these big sets. It's a Hong Kong movie in the 70s. Like they're going over like that's that's part of the that's part of the deal. So I'm not mad at it at all. You get the the initial outlay here of emotion with he's so upset about his teacher dying he doesn't want to say goodbye. He jump literally jumps into the grave on top of the coffin and starts trying to scrape the dirt off of it. Yeah. And people are like, dude, fucking relax yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Like, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> Jesus. And they just, they, <laughs> they bash him in the head with a shovel. <laughs> yeah, homeboy hits take him in the head with a fucking shovel. <laughs> uh, take him inside. And then we get a really cool James Bond slash Tom Jones Thunderball type of uh, musical <laughs> opening. And I actually, I, like it. Yeah. I actually really like the song. Like, I actually really like the song here. Yeah, it's cool, man. I like it. I like the the kanji. I know it's not kanji in Chinese, but in uh, Cantonese or whatever. But uh, that's how I know it. I, I like the the calligraphy to open with all the credits and everything. It's cool. Again, the song is awesome. It kind of gets you going. It's that oh, yeah. you it's, know, Bruce, it's classic dope. Bruce Lee opening. I mean, the, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the the lyrics are like I use my hands to greet you as a friend until you cross me <laughs> then you get my fist of fury <laughs> kind of like I don't know if that's exactly what it is but I'm like okay yeah that, that pretty much sums up every role that Bruce Lee's ever done but yeah that's gotta puts that in a nutshell yeah. quite nicely thank you <laughs> it's good so uh, right out of the gate I I uh, I was like really into this and this is actually the first time that I've actually uh, listened to the film with my headphones. And oh, yeah? the audio in this, so I know we'll get to soundtrack and Foley, but I really appreciated a lot of the audio and how it is split between the left and right channels. So we'll probably talk yes. about that a little bit later, but when he first goes to the Japanese school 
and there's guys rolling across the screen left to right, the sound follows them as well in my headphones. So Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. I was really, really I was like, wow, that's this is this is done well. So I don't know if this is like obviously maybe the remaster what I'm watching, but overall like when that music kicked in and and everything i was i was really uh really into it and uh this is the 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 last movie that bruce lee did with director low way they had a bit of a butting of the heads here during this yeah during this uh movie so he left low way after this and kind of went on his own but uh low way is actually in this movie we'll see him later as the police inspector and can i just say that i think i was really unfair to low way because i know that they butted heads so as like a teenager and martial artist and Bruce Lee fan, I was kind of like, "Fuck, low way! That guy doesn't know what he's talking about." <laughs> like, you know, like I don't even, like I don't even know anything about Screw the that guy. guy. You know, I'm like 14 or 15, going, "Yeah, low way, don't know shit." Um, but <laughs> speaking of low way, the depth of the shots and the framing and the lighting and the shadows, like he does a very dramatic lighting in this almost all the shots the uh the actor half their face is lit and half their face is in shadow yeah really really good again something that i didn't really get into as a as a kid but something as an adult i really appreciated his camera movement his lighting and framing it's uh it's actually really really good much better than i remembered because i used to just watch it to watch him beat the shit out of people yeah and uh, we get the introduction here of of Nora Meow. Yeah. One of Bruce Lee's favorite leading ladies here. Uh, she plays Yuan in the movie. Her She is never addressed as Yuan in the movie. Her name just comes up in the credits at the end. I don't even think... She's never addressed by name. So... But her name is Yuan, apparently. But she comes in here, tries to give him some food. He's distraught still. And eventually, uh, Chen here is sitting by his master's picture... And is he's just pissed that these people, his fellow students, aren't doing enough to kind of avenge the death. And the other people are trying to be a little more restrained and being like, hey, man, fucking relax. We don't know what happened. Like, just chill for a minute. We'll figure this shit out. And Chen is like, he, a fucking healthy dude doesn't die. What's up with this? Come yeah. on. Like, he's yeah. very eager to go kick somebody's ass for, <laughs> for yeah. what happened here. <laughs> Chen, Chen is very much a hair trigger uh, yeah. in, in this and again, he like Bruce Lee always does that in the movies. Like he always has that little bit of restraint, and then he gets let off the chain like a Great Dane on the Mary Jane. Like he'll he'll just fucking <laughs> snap. And you love to see the snap, right? You that, that's yeah. one of the things that I think he understands really well is no, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fight. And then all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to fight. And you're like, yeah, like you knew it was coming. <laughs> yes! Like It's a Bruce Lee movie. So, you know, he's going to be fighting. But as soon yeah. as he's let out of the doghouse, he's slapping ass all over the place. Well, that's the thing. Like, even with the movie we haven't done yet, the one we'll do next season, uh, Fist of Fury, his first one, the big boss, where he's at the ice house. Like he doesn't, he makes a promise to not fight. Yes. In that movie. Yes. And like it's half the it's half the movie before <laughs> yeah. the fucking guy lets go and his his little necklace breaks and you're like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh my you god. You fuckers are in yeah. for it now. Yeah, you, now you're dead. That necklace is now broken. You, you done fucked up now. You done fucked up now. That little fucking jade lifesaver hanging on his fucking chest. Yeah, but this one, you know, he's being restrained by some of the leaders of the school that are that are left in charge here. And they they don't let him off the chain. Like, they want him to calm down and not do what he eventually ends up doing here. 
But they, after the, the Japanese dudes the, come in, the Japanese dudes come in and they basically are the most antagonistic. Like the the thing is, oh, like fuckers. I'm neither yeah. Chinese nor Japanese, but this scene makes me understand the fucking tension between the two countries and kind of yep. like that imperialism that was happening in Shanghai because yep. essentially the Japanese are in charge and when they walk in and they're like oh this is a fucking funeral service or like a memorial service and they walk yeah. in and they're like ah oh, we just came in to give you a little gift hmm. it's some calligraphy that says <laughs> sick men of Asia you can hang it above your door because you're just a bunch of pussies and assholes so go fuck you fucking do nothing bitches yeah, how about that and your teacher's a piece of shit and your mother's a hoe and like they're just calling them out and bruce like he does a really good job like he's just growling he wants in the to kick their right? ass yeah so yeah. bad it's fucking astonishing when these yes. assholes walk in what's hilarious to me like you know uh, we mentioned it before i lived in japan for a couple of years it's kind of my i have a very fond affection for japan but these fucking dickheads are they're just assholes and when, when these dickheads walk in Every single person in this movie who's Japanese, when you watch them walk in here, they're wearing traditional Japanese attire. They're wearing the the long gi top and the hakama. Every fucking person wearing a hakama is wearing it backwards. Oh, Jesus. I didn't even notice that. Every single person. The, the big stiff part that's up, the per, up their stomach here, yes. that's supposed to be in your low back. The bow that's in their back is supposed to be in the front. Every fucking person in this movie who's Japanese is wearing their Hakama backwards. It's hilarious. That is, I didn't, I didn't know that. So there you go. Yeah. I've learned, I'm learning <laughs> something every time I watch this. <laughs> but yeah, these guys come in and bring, like, like you mentioned, it's a memorial service for their master. This one guy who is, um, what's his face? Paul Wei Ping Ao, the guy who played, uh, the the interpreter yes. in Way of the Dragon, Return of the Dragon, is Interpreter Wu here. He comes in with these two Japanese, you know, tough dickheads and gives them the quote-unquote little gift, which is a fucking framed calligraphy painting that says Sick Men of Asia. Yeah. Now, let's <laughs> which just... Which is fucking gross. Let's just like, talk... Well, it, it's completely gross, but let's just talk about the cultural significance of this film because... This film it's had huge. like a hundred thousand dollar budget and yeah. made made what was it six hundred million something? Oh, rid- it's something ridiculous! Like, yeah, it just it just went crazy, and that's that's one of the things that Bruce Lee did so well was just became this rallying cry for the for the Chinese people, and they would they yeah. would just go to the theater and just wait and wait and wait, like they would just line up and 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 want to see the movie. It's like, oh yeah, you if you stand in line now, you'll see it fucking tomorrow sometime. We're playing it in a fucking twenty four hour loop. Like, yeah, just exactly, just a huge box office star because I think in a lot of ways he knew giving people what they wanted maybe before they knew they wanted it. You know, like you can't yeah you can't under sell his significance to culture and the chinese pride that he uh no. that he instilled in the people in the early 70s no you absolutely cannot overstate that like when this movie was first released he apparently went to this show like went to the open and sat in the back with his glasses on and like kind of incognito and watched it with the crowd and you know the scene here where he stands up for himself the scene later that we'll get to outside the park with the sign yes and then the movie finishes with the, the way the movie finishes, which we'll get to. And he apparently the movie finished 
everybody just fucking sat there in silence. And Bruce Lee was like, he turned to Linda, who was next to him, and said, they, okay, we need to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to get killed. Like, they hated this. And as he was saying that and kind of getting up to leave, the crowd fucking erupted. Standing ovation. Everybody freaked the fuck out. Saw him. Carried him outside. Like, crazy. Absolute madness. Which led to what you were talking about. This 24-hour loop. Playing all the time. Chinese pride. Again, you cannot overstate how big of a star this movie made him. Yeah. Unbelievable. And I like how... I like how... Like, the the Japanese come to his school, and he's like, no. And the translator's slapping his face. Oh, he's, he's like, slapping oh, his face? Are you going to do anything? <laughs> Sick man of Asia. <laughs> like, and I'm fucking furious. Bruce wants to kill him yeah, so bad, yeah, he's fucking yeah, salivating. Yeah, like, like <laughs> steam's coming out of his ears. And then the very next scene, Bruce, by himself, shows up at their school, and he's just like, hey, here's your fucking sign back, you yeah. goddamn ass clowns. And <laughs> Any 50 of you motherfuckers yeah. want to come up and talk to me? You. He's like, I, uh, he's, and this movie's got so many great lines, because I used to say it all the time. It's like, what do you want? And I was like, Mr. Suzuki, isn't he your chief? Like, Isn't he your fucking fat bitch? Awesome. He's like, when you're ready... I'll take on any Japanese in here. And then they fucking start getting up and ready. And he's like, Cohen, so are we going to do this just us or all at once or some fucking shit like that? Like, yeah. I'm going to fight your whole goddamn dojo. I'm going to come in here and fuck everybody up. How about that? <laughs> now, let's talk, let's talk about this scene because from my memory, we didn't have the internet like we have today. So we would no. watch like little documentaries on the making of these films, or we'd read things in black belt magazine. But I believe that this was like an early, um, scene where Bruce fought like an entire group of people and made it look realistic. Like he wasn't flying through the forest and fighting like 25 guys. Like they did, they did a certain aspect of realism to it. Now, I think I watched that on a Golden Harvest documentary uh, yes. video. But, I mean, there's been plenty of movies before this one where a guy fights multiple guys. But I, I think they said that, you know, there was a certain amount of realism behind it, except the two dummies here. But it looks good. <laughs> Which is hilarious, like, yeah. When they say surround him and they do that overhead shot and he's standing in it's, the middle, it's fucking yeah. amazing, man. It's really it's good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he walks in here with the Sick Men of Asia sign, and when Suzuki sees him and, like, Does that Bruce says, I want Suzuki, he's your master, and he yeah. stares at him cold and then goes, <laughs> and then goes cold again, yeah. fucking funny. It gets me. And it's so funny to me to watch this one Japanese guy walk up with his fucking stupid Hakama on backwards. That's amazing. I'm and he wants to fight. That. I, I can't unsee it now that I know that they're doing it. It's fucking hysterical to me. And he's got his little hair there. And he walks up to Bruce, and this is a good fight. This really highlights how fast Bruce was. Yes. Just that quick little bap, that little back fist, and then he hits him in the dick and fucking throws him. And then that other big, weirdy, strawberry blonde Japanese dude jumps up. When he's fighting the group, like we often talk about waiting around syndrome. And yes. there's obviously waiting around syndrome, but they're moving around so much and it's so chaotic, it doesn't it doesn't look that way, if that makes any sense. No, it sense. doesn't. 
Yeah, there is some waiting around syndrome if you really look for it, but I have to give credit to Bruce as the fight choreographer. There is a secondary fight choreographer as well, and Lo Wei, because they did a good job of making sure that all those background dudes are at least moving in some capacity. They're not just standing around. Yes. They're they're jumping, they're falling, they're moving laterally. There's like literally like 30 guys here that he's in the middle of. Yeah. And, and he's waiting there and none of them he just kicked the ass out of two of their top fighters. So all these other guys are leery about making the first move. Yeah. And obviously he's he's doing one hit takeouts where he's one punch, one kick is dropping those these guys. But man, it sells pretty well. For a martial arts movie, it really does. It it does. And then, of course, he breaks out the nunchucks and... Dope! And that concludes part one of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for part two, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for three, four, and the exciting conclusion, part five. If you would like to get the full podcasts again, go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast to become a patron. For as low as $5 a month, you can get all of our full podcasts on Sunday night before everybody else. If you don't want to do that, you can go to offendedpodcast.com and you can buy some merchandise there. That'll give us a little bit of a help and it'll also give you something cool to rep the podcast that you know you love. You can also follow us on our social media. So go to Twitter at YHOTP, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You can just search You Have Offended This Podcast. Leave us your film recommendations there. Anything you want to see, we are open to as long as it has kick and punching and some violence. So we'd love to hear from you. Please engage with us. Please leave us a review anywhere you download your podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. If you could, please also recommend us to your friends, family, loved ones, hated ones. We will take recommendations anywhere we can get them. Thanks once again for listening, and you have offended this podcast. We'll be back in your ears soon.